Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm super excited and grateful that you're here. Uh, My name is Kate Noel and here we are yet again with another episode. Today's episode is going to be about feminine energy and I feel like it's a really common topic right now. Um, Maybe it always has been, it's always existed. Um, But I thought I would give you my take on it, not that it's that much different from, I guess, what is being talked about online and in social media space right now and all that stuff. But I do feel like it's very tied into healing and um, especially my healing journey with food and body challenges. So yeah, tapping into the feminine energy. Um, Before we get into the episode though, I wanted to give some announcements and actually really just one announcement and that is that take the cake merch is back there is an updated design and it's completely revamped but i am obsessed with the design there's a front design and a back design there's two colors that i'm offering at the moment there's a like a tan color and then there's a white and they're both crew necks and i think it is truly so so cute I'm obsessed. So be sure to check it out. I'll leave my website linked down below and you can go to my website and then click on the merch up at the top and it'll take you to the store where you can purchase if you'd like. Thank you so much for even checking it out and looking at it. And thank you so much for being a listener. I seriously don't know (laughs) how I got so lucky to have such an incredible community. So it's really, really wonderful to be able to offer another round of merch. And like I said, I think it's so cute. Uh, I love it. So it's like a vintage design. Um, of course there's a little, little take the, there's a little cake on the back, there's a little heart on the front. So I love it. Um, all right, well that's the announcement and let's get into the episode. All right. So feminine energy, feminine A lot of people would say like it's feminine versus masculine energy, um, which to me, I'm like, maybe, right? Um, But I feel like it's, that's a very polarizing idea, a very binary idea. And I think it depends on the person, like what feminine versus masculine energy means to the specific person. And by feminine energy, I don't mean woman energy. I believe everyone has masculine and feminine energy. So it's not man versus woman. And it's honestly not masculine versus feminine energy. I think it's more about, like I said, the individual person, because what um, feminine energy might mean to me, it might not mean the same thing to somebody else. So it's, I think, really personal. And it's important to know that, right? Because there's this, I'm going to give you 10 things. And Um, this is something, these are things that I specifically felt like with my journey, it was something I needed to tap into. And I do feel like with a lot of my clients that I've been coaching, uh, this, these are also common areas where I see 
specifically food and body challenges show up in a lack of feminine energy and a lack of showing up and tapping into the feminine energy. And so, yeah, like I said, doesn't really mean anything specific, but when we think about feminine energy, I want us to think about flow, evolution, change, nothing super static. I want us to think about nature and I want us to think about cycle and I want us to think about like a cyclical pattern. I want us to think about surrender, openness, receive and give. Truly, I think receiving and giving is feminine. Um, It's rest, it's rejuvenation, it's embodiment, it's collaboration, it's creativity, community, um, it's new and exciting. So these are like feminine qualities to me. I don't think you can really like, it's a lot of feminine energy to me is not really measurable. It's more abstract and anecdotal. Whereas masculine energy, on the other hand, again, this doesn't mean man. Everyone has masculine and feminine energy. Masculine energy to me means analytical. It means rigid. It means hard. It means numbers. It means push and power. That's not to say feminine energy doesn't have power. That's definitely not true, but I think it means kind of more like a, uh, urgency. These are all things I'm just thinking on the top of my head that I feel like are masculine. Honestly, I think masculine energy is also maybe like expectation and maybe a little bit of instant gratification in there. Not saying that's always a bad thing. Don't get me wrong here, but those are some, I think more masculine energy qualities And I don't think everything is masculine or everything is feminine. Like I said, I think you, I think there, you can be spontaneous and still have like a lot of masculine energy. So it's more about this specific, you know, what you're working on in your life more specifically. So with food and body challenges, there is often a lack of feminine energy and there's a lack of feminine essence and It's because honestly, eating disorders and disordered relationships with food and analytic analyzing your body and analyzing your food, uh, to me, that is masculine. And that's something I learned in school. And so it's something I, I do see it, um, pretty clearly. Uh, so we want to, you know, tap into the world of more feminine flow and, the not even just eating disorder realm um, in body image realm, but even just health at large, I would say is really dominated by masculine energy. Like so much of what, and it's not, I'm not saying masculine energy is bad. I'm just saying there needs to be a balance and I don't think it's balanced. You know, we have so many, like so much research and study um, numbers and, and proven data. And that's all very valuable. Um, but clearly there is a lack of something because in reality, like if we, the, the world of health, like let's say for example, a new study comes out and it analyzes something about heart disease. And it says, this is, this is the key to curing heart disease or whatever. Um, 
you know, that's a very masculine approach to curing heart disease. And if it worked, we, we wouldn't have to continue studying heart disease, you know, or we wouldn't, we wouldn't have people who are not getting cured. So it just goes to show that there's a lot of toxic masculinity within the world of health. And that's even in, in like diet culture, like calorie counting and, and, and even in the gym and like in, in exercise and in movement, there's like a certain amount of reps and you have to have a certain like hard body type. Um, you know, like you have to have abs and like you have to count your macros and whatever else is happening. It's, it's masculine. It's dominated by a masculine energy. The entire health and wellness realm is dominated by masculine energy. And it's cool to see that changing. I think like just on social media, I can see more and more people, you know, talking about taking rest days and taking it easy and not being so, um, you know, being more flowy with their movement, maybe doing more like yoga and Pilates or swimming or dancing or not having so many like numbers based goals. And like, of course, I feel like at this point, counting calories is like not cool anymore, which is so nice. Uh, so I like the shift that's happening, but there is still, I feel like in the mainstream media, especially and in just like mainstream life, there is still so much of masculine energy. Um, so I'm going to, at this point, get to my, my, uh, tips to tap in. I have 10 here tapping into feminine energy. So one of them is to focus on your progress and your strengths, um, instead of always searching for where you want to be. This is something that so, so many of my clients and myself really struggle with where they, they focus on where they want to be. And instead of looking at the present moment and sometimes looking back when it's appropriate and looking at how far they've come. And, you know, sometimes recovery is kind of quick, like, especially for my clients who are like, I'm ready to go. Like it kind of, there's just like, it's very like feminine to me, honestly, to like be ready for something all of a sudden and then be like gung ho about it. That feels really feminine to me. And that's definitely a trait that I embody. So many of my clients are like that too. And so instead of like being frustrated that you're not where you want to be, focus on how far you've come and focus on progress. To me, that feels grounding and feminine and that feels present. And so that is something that's so, so important. And if you, like a lot of times what happens is we work really hard to get somewhere. And then by the time we get there, it's like normal. It's like already normalized in our life. And we, we don't celebrate ourselves, and we don't celebrate the the energy it took for us to get there. It's just like, yeah, I did it. I expected myself to do it again. This is like releasing those rigid expectations on yourself and actually seeing, you know, how far you've come and, and all the hard work that you've put into your life and how that's translating into the present moment instead of it just being like, yeah, that's what I expected. We're moving on. So that's number one. These aren't in any particular order. (laughs) Um, two, I have to tap into creative energy. This might be really obvious, but feminine is creative. I mean, it is such a femininity is so creative. Like we create life and, uh, I mean, it takes masculine energy to create life too, but there's something so beautiful about creating. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, it can be artwork. It can be music. It can be painting. It can be typical creative outlets, but it can also be creativity like in your, in your own way. So maybe like 
whatever that means for you right now, maybe that's creatively, you know, shopping for clothes and changing that up or like adorning yourself a different way. Or uh, if you have like an office job that's not very creative or a nine to five that's not very creative or whatever, if you have a career that's not very creative or school, where can you be creative in, in your environment? You know, can you kind of create your desk a certain way or um, anything? Honestly, anything. Tapping into your creative energy is is really cool. So if you have any sort of like passions or desires that feel creative, I would encourage you to pursue them again without expectation and just just to do it, right? No, no strings attached, no need for it to be perfect. Just doing it to do it. It's healing, right? It's so healing. And I think within this category, I feel like using your hands is also very creative, um, feminine and creative. So it can be really nice to like do something where you're using your hands. That's not scrolling and typing, which is something that we do too much of. Okay. That was two. Three is to find community, um, or be vulnerable with the community that you already have. So finding community is so, and so important. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to find community with other women. Although I do think that will help you tap into your feminine energy more. Um, but just like being vulnerable with the community that you already have or finding a community in a space where you feel your feminine energy coming to life. So for example, like I love going to yoga and there are certainly lots of men, maybe just as many men in my yoga class. Um, and there are also women. So I feel really feminine when I'm doing yoga. I feel like that's a way for me to tap into my feminine energy. So even though I'm creating community with men and women, it's still community that's helping me to tap into my feminine energy, if that makes sense. Um, and then, like I said, if, if you already have community that you feel like you can tap into uh, feminine energy, I think vulnerability is a, a great key to unlocking that. And it creates a sense of safety and it creates a sense of groundedness where other people can also be vulnerable. And I feel like that's such a good road to go down when it comes to tapping into your feminine energy. Community is so important. Online, in person, whatever, find it. And if you can't find it, um, just focus on, you know, working on being alone with yourself and finding maybe like incorporating some of these other tips while you wait for the universe to give you amazing feminine community because it will come. All right, moving on. Four is to create a pleasant environment or change your environment. So this is kind of, kind of, I kind of mentioned this in the creative energy point, but creating a pleasant environment is so crucial. I mean, I feel like you, like for me, I don't really realize how like unpleasant my environment is until I'm in a room or in nature where the environment is very pleasant. And I'm like, whoa, I really, you know, like your home space, for example, you're spending so much time there. I'm spending so much time there and I would like to make it pleasant. And, and whether that's lighting a candle, whether that's painting the walls, whether that's changing up your bed, like anything like changing up your furniture or getting rid of some stuff and having more like of a clear space or getting um curtains instead of blinds I feel like that's like my next move I am moving by the way another update I am changing my environment <laughs> um but anyways like changing your environment 
and or creating a more pleasant environment is is amazing and um yeah like pinterest is so good for this and really finding like what makes you feel good and grounded and feminine can be extremely beautiful to tap in and like we spend so much time especially the environments that we are constantly on like if we have an everyday walk if you have a bedroom if you have an office like a workspace that you're seeing almost every day or you're spending so much time in giving yourself the opportunity to create a pleasant environment in these areas is like such a beautiful gift of self-love and maybe you know maybe that means like going to the thrift store and getting like a $2 picture frame or maybe it means spending a lot of money and getting an interior designer you know it's like whatever is accessible to you or just a free thing you can do is just to declutter your space um so anything that you can do if you feel like your environment isn't as pleasant as you'd like it to be or change it up ditch the environments that aren't super pleasant if you can okay halfway done Five is to rid yourself of surface feminine habits. So this is just calorie counting, weighing yourself, anything numbers-based, anything that's telling you how to feel and how to think and how to act. Um, Macro counting, maybe like you're going to the gym and maybe it feels really good to count your reps and your weight, but maybe, maybe it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And that's something that you can say goodbye to. Not innately bad, but it depends on, you know, where you're at in your journey. Looking at models on Instagram, um, face tuning, like, you know, only following people who have this like unrealistic beauty standard, comparing yourself to people in the media. uh, Those are all really like surface feminine things that, that might look like they represent femininity and happiness and joy and love and freedom, but they don't in reality for, for, for maybe for you and maybe for those people they do, but maybe, maybe they don't, you know, you never know what someone's going through. So ridding yourself of this surface feminine is habits are really crucial. Just honestly going through about your day and like writing down all the things that you're noticing that feel very rigid or masculine, that maybe time to kind of get rid of that body checking yeah, so that's a big one. Okay, six is to be a receiver. So this is to allow somebody to help you, allow somebody to do something for you. Being a receiver, because I do think it is innately feminine to be a giver, um, but I think a lot of people listening to this podcast probably are giving a lot, and they might have a hard time with people pleasing. They might have a hard time with asking for help or being a receiver. So if you, if that resonates with you, oh my gosh, allow somebody to make you dinner. It doesn't have to be a man, whoever, be a receiver, go out and, and allow somebody to do something for you. Allow somebody to open the door for you or whatever it might be. I think that's really healing. And I think there's this toxic belief that like other people, maybe specifically men, or not men, whatever, other people like can't do stuff for me because that's going to like make me lose my power. And in reality, I think that that is, can be really toxic. Not always, but sometimes it can be really toxic. Um, I'm not saying like, this is, I feel like women damn right deserve equal rights and we deserve way more rights than we have. And I'm so sick and tired of men 
controlling women. Like don't even get me started. I already am started, but I mean, that's not what I'm saying here. (laughs) I'm saying, um, just being a receiver to people that you trust, um, could be really a good thing. Okay. Seven is to do something spontaneous, fun, playful, just, I don't even feel like I need to explain this. I think it, you can probably guess why it is so innately feminine to do something spontaneous, fun, and playful. You know, we see, we've, we don't play enough. We don't have fun enough. We don't, we're not spontaneous enough. I feel like as a world, you know, we let the children of the world play and that's great, but like us adults need to have fun too. Like we can just just do something fun like play a game next time you go over to someone's place or next time you invite people over whatever next time you hang out with people like bring games bring like fun cheesy quirky games i love the game called fishbowl that's really fun you can do um charades you can do anything like do something fun you can do what is the game that um what's the game that's kind of like dirty Oh, what is that game that's like dirty? Like you like have cards. I don't know. You're probably thinking of it right now. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like kind of like silly and like naughty. Okay. So (laughs) that's, um, I'll think of the game after I'm done recording this and it won't be useful then. But anyways, so that's something that you can do. Um, or just like being more spontaneous, going out to eat in a spontaneous way or saying yes, um, to something that actually sounds fun, not because you think you have to, but because something really sounds fun. Um, and just like playing, play, wrestle with, with your partner, you know, go to a comedy show, like just do something fun. Uh, that that's number seven. Okay. Number eight is to express your emotions. So this is just innately again, really feminine. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I do feel like it's really masculine to like suppress your feelings that's something I I have had. Oh my gosh. That is like my whole life until my recovery journey. I was just really, really suppressing my emotional realm and it hurt me. It hurt other people in my life and it was toxic. So express your emotions, say how you feel, open up. Um, and if the other person can't receive what you're saying, uh, it might it probably isn't your fault. It might not be your fault and it probably isn't. So, uh, releasing, you know, releasing other people's expectations, but allowing yourself to express your emotions and feel your feelings, which is tough. And that takes a lot of work. That's easier said than done for sure. Um, but I do think it's important to address that in this list. Okay. We have two more. Nine is to explore your sensual side so sensuality doesn't necessarily mean sexuality. Um, sensual senses, right? Exploring your senses. So things that make you feel touch, taste, sound, smell, you know, all those things, exploring them, taking a really nice warm bath, looking at a candle, smelling a candle. Um, it can mean exploring your sexual side if that's something that you haven't done or something that you neglect like exploring yourself having a partner explore you um anything sensual and i don't mean performative i mean truly embodied and really again expressing your emotions sometimes we 
in our sensual and um, in our sensual side, we don't express the way we really feel. So expressing your sensual side, expressing yourself fully, exploring again, without expectation, but just with yourself and, and, um, you know, maybe even incorporating the seventh point, which is being spontaneous and fun with your sensual side. Um, obviously all these can interplay with each other, but again, that's something to consider. Okay. The last point I wanted to mention, I mean, there's so many more y'all. This is just 10 that I came up with that I feel like is common in, in people that I work with and in myself. Um, but 10 is to move your body in a more flowing state. So like I said, in the beginning, yoga, Pilates, swimming, dancing, walking. Ooh, but no walking with counting your steps. That's not the type of walking that feels masculine. I'm talking about really allowing yourself to just move in a way that feels really, really, really good. So like stretching or any movement where you're not counting, you're not, um, super, super like goal-based, like you can st- still be goal-based, I would say, regardless if you're tapping into your feminine or masculine or, or neither. Um, but just moving your body in a way that feels flowy and free, um, doing like a little dance every morning, um, anything like doing some wiggles in the shower every morning and like letting it out. I kind of want to get, like, I wish they weren't so bulky and and big, but I kind of want to get one of those trampolines, like a mini trampoline and kind of just like jump up and down every morning. I don't know. We'll see. I probably will get it. Every time I say I'm going to get something and it ends up, I manifested and it ends up in my life, which I'm really grateful for. Not every time I don't get everything I want, but I am really lucky. Okay. (laughs) I just feel like sometimes I'm talking to like my best friend. Um, but I do really appreciate you all. And I do consider you friends. I wish I could talk to you all individually right now. I guess I am, but I wish you could talk back anyways. So these are the 10 tips I have, I guess I would say to tap into your feminine energy. And if any of them resonate, maybe focus on one at a time and work on that and, you know, releasing in the expectation, but just being really, um, true and free and true to yourself. That's my recommendation here. Um, and so I hope that this inspired you and, um, yeah, let me know if you enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you give me a rating and a review on Apple podcasts. Um, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, it, is such a great way to support this podcast. And don't forget to check out the new Take the Cake merch launching uh, this Friday, which I think is October 29th. So, or maybe it's the 28th. I don't even know. Um, It is this Friday. So thank you so much for checking it out. Like I said beforehand and sharing it, it could be a great gift for yourself or a gift for somebody else. And for being here. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I will see you all on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.